0: Thank you for downloading and listening to the Briam Bible Church Sunday morning podcast. Briam Bible Church is located in Shoreline, Washington, morning worship at 11, and many more events throughout the week. For more information, please visit our website at www.breanshoreline.org. I think that certainly joy is one of the most important ones. If you look at the Christmas cards, the Christmas wrapping, the Christmas decorations... Uh, you will see the word joy uh, displayed everywhere. We talk about it as a joyous time, a joyous time a year. And I think that the main, uh, the main background and the main thought, of course, for that is when the angels come and bring the news, behold, we bring t- tidings of great joy, which will be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David, a Savior, which is Christ the Lord, the joy of Christmas. If I were to ask you today, uh, what are your joys of Christmas? What do you enjoy the most about Christmas? I've seen some of our college students are home, uh, finished with school for the semester. Uh, some of you remember uh, the first time you were away for, from Christmas, uh, from home for Christmas, and the joy of returning and being home. The joy of seeing your loved ones come home. Uh, Steve and Leanne Hanson just returned from Africa. And Steve uh, shared with us at Men's Breakfast yesterday the joy of celebrating Thanksgiving in Africa with their kids. Because it's a hard time to be that far away from home in your culture where something like that that is so important. The joy of Christmas. Joy is an important part of our lives. And I ask you, what, what about that first Christmas? What was so Joyful. What was it that brought joy when the angels came and heralded that message? Great tidings, good tidings of great, wonderful joy. You know, this past week, uh, one of our families in our church, as I mentioned today, uh, shared in the joy of a new baby, a new baby being born. Uh, We have had others who have had uh, surgeries this past week. And those weren't joyful experiences, but the result has uh, been, been good news. You know, our brother Mark Lowen had successful surgery, and we rejoice that that took place and that he's going to heal up well from that. Rita Jenkins had surgery, and it went well, and we thank the Lord and for the joy. And our brother Herb Anderson had very serious heart surgery—a four-way um, vein, of a bypass surgery, replaced veins in his heart—and the surgery went good, and we rejoice. We have joy in that. We'll continue to pray for all these dear friends of ours. Many things bring us joy. But that first Christmas, it was that new baby and the joy of a brand new baby. It's always joy. You know, when when someone when a, when a, when a baby is born and, 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 and someone says, Oh, aren't, isn't this a cute baby? What do you say? Nah, I don't think so. You know, have you ever have you ever heard anybody say, "Nah, of course not. They're all cute. They bring joy. It's fun. It's great. It's a celebration. It's joy." Now, the Prigmore baby is really a cute baby. I have to tell you, it's really a cute baby. <laughs> they bring joy. But you know, when I think of that first Christmas, there was joy in Bethlehem in the manger. There was joy, even though it was a very humbling. Uh, We might even say humiliating in the situation. Here's the Messiah. And nobody has even room, even in the inn for him. And they're put out in the stable, the barn where the animals are. And that's where he is born. But there's great joy. And the shepherds come. And the shepherds, these these most unlikely visitors, the most unlikely people in all of Judea, to ever be the ones to be told first, and to be invited to come. What joy they must have had to be the guests to come and to see Israel's newborn Messiah, Israel's king. Mary and Joseph, and the joy that they shared away from home uh, in Bethlehem. But you know, there were some not so joyful parts of that story. You know, when King Herod heard that he had been tricked, later on, and, and and he finds out that the Magi from the east did not come and tell him where the baby was. You remember what he did? He had all the two-year-old and under boys in the vicinity of Bethlehem slaughtered. Two years and under babies, infants slaughtered. There was no joy in Bethlehem that day. In fact, we are told that And we were reminded of of Rachel crying for her children as her tomb was just down the road from Bethlehem. And then when Jesus and his family had to leave in a hurry and escape to Egypt to avoid that slaughter, here you have this young couple, probably a very young lady, and a newborn baby. And they basically become refugees in Egypt. There was a huge Jewish community in Alexandria, Egypt. Their home was up north in Galilee. The baby was born in Bethlehem. And they had to travel all the way down to Egypt. I don't know, what did Joseph do there? Could he find work? Did they have to live with families? What was their situation? Here is the, the, the Messiah, King of, King of Israel, God himself. And they're basically refugees in Egypt until it's safe to come back. And then they go back to, to Galilee. And in Galilee, they live pretty simple, uh, unpublicized lives. Common people. These were, these were poor people. We know that because when they went to offer the sacrifice in the temple, they had to offer the sacrifice of the poor people. Very simple, common people. And then as Jesus grew, lived his life. There was a lot of conflict when he began his public ministry. There were those from the very beginning who were plotting his death those who wanted to kill him, those who wanted to hurt him for representing God, for bringing the good news that God loves them, but also challenging their idolatry, their idolatry to the law, and their their false assumptions about what God desired of their hearts. What was the joy of Christmas? You know, as we consider this morning, as our choir is going to share some more with us and our special music, and if we lit the candle today, the Advent candle for joy. My, my heart, uh, my thoughts went to a passage in the book of Hebrews. This is not a Christmas passage. This is not going to be on any of your Christmas cards, most likely. But this passage from the book of Hebrews, after the chapter 11 is completed, which is the story of the great heroes of the faith of the Bible. And whoever wrote the book of Hebrews says this, Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders the sin that so easily entangles. Let us run with perseverance the race that is marked out for us. Let us fix our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy of set before Him, endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Jesus, the author and finisher, the originator and perfecter of our faith. And this is why when we celebrate this time of year and we bring the Christmas message Uh, we try to remind you and remind ourselves, I remind myself that the manger in Bethlehem is a story that is, is part of a whole. And the manger in Bethlehem and the cross on the wall and the empty tomb are all that story. The whole story. Jesus, the author and finisher and perfecter of our faith. And the author of Hebrews says, we must remember and fix our eyes on Jesus Christ. Fix our eyes on Jesus Christ, who for the joy set before him. What was that joy? He said he endured the cross. The, the idea in the original language is he remained. He remained under. He went to the cross of Calvary. And it was a horrible experience. It was a, it was a, it was a horrible death. It was a painful death. It was a humiliating death. To be, to, be, to, to be hung on a cross at Calvary, the worst of criminals. And he did that. He endured it. And from the time of his birth, as he grew up and he, and he went to Jerusalem and told his parents that on that one trip we see, where he goes down and says, didn't you know I had to be about my father's business? And as he lived his life, and his life in anticipation, his life, I'm sure, every day, with that awareness that it was going to culminate in the cross at Calvary, and the warm, uh, cuddly, wonderful scene of the manger, but connected with the horror of the cross at Calvary. And he endured that. He endured it. He chose to do that. And he went there. Why? For the joy that was set before him. Behold, I bring you good news, glad tidings of great joy which shall be to all people. It was a delayed joy. And the joy of our Lord Jesus Christ, and I just have two scriptures and I'm going to close, I want to leave you with today. The joy of our Lord Jesus Christ, He endured the cross. And the 53rd Psalm, which is that psalm of the suffering servant of God from the Old Testament, that so clearly talks about the Messiah who would come and suffer and pay for our sins. It was the Lord's will to crush him and to cause him to suffer. But after the suffering of his soul, after the suffering of his soul, that little baby born in Bethlehem, fully human and fully God, after the suffering of his soul on the cross of Calvary, he will see the light of life and be satisfied. By his knowledge, my righteous servant will justify many, and He will bear their iniquities. The joy of Christmas, my friends, the message, good news, which will be to all people, the joy of Christmas was the joy that our Lord Jesus Christ anticipated that after the cross, when He rose from the dead, and as the author, the Apostle Paul, says in his epistle to the Philippians, The Apostle Paul tells us, And being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself. He became obedient to death, even the death on the cross. Therefore, God exalted him to the highest place and gave him the name that is above every name, that the name of Jesus every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth and every name confess, every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God. Of God the Father. Amen? The joy of Christmas. Jesus Christ. For the joy set before Him. Endured the cross. He endured humanity. He endured our world. He endured living in a sinful world. He loved His own. He loved him to the end. He went to the cross of Calvary. For the joy set before Him. And that joy was at the resurrection, being seated at the right hand of God the Father, where He belongs. But that joy also was that He has brought redemption and salvation. And every single day since then, somebody has received eternal life and forgiveness for sins. And every day, even as this past week, our brother Chuck, one of us has entered into his presence. And you know, we think of the joy for us. We think of the joy we have in the hope of the resurrection and the joy of forgiveness for sins. But what about the joy of God the Father, and God the Son, and the Holy Spirit? What about the joy in heaven when we are in God's presence and he receives what he paid for on the cross as his own. There is the joy. The joy set before the Lord Jesus Christ, my friends, is you and me. Think of that. In our humanity, in our weakness, in our frailties, the joy that we belong to him, the joy set before him, he endured the cross. As we complete Uh, our service this morning. We're going to share some more music before we go home. I ask you today, have you received the joy of Christmas? Have you received forgiveness for sins? Have you received Jesus as your Savior? God loves you. That's why we celebrate Christmas. He loves you. And Christ came And for the joy set before him, went to the cross and died for you, and he died for me, that you might receive his payment for your sins and receive eternal life and forgiveness for sins. And there is going to be great joy in heaven today as someone comes to Christ as Savior. And there is going to be great joy in heaven when we are there, and God receives what He has paid for, what He loves. He receives his own for the joy set before him the joy set before the baby in Bethlehem and the cross at Calvary and the empty tomb to God be all the glory Choir and all those who shared in our service today and we thank the Lord for the wonderful joy of Christmas are you happy today you came to church? Oh, come on. Hallelujah. Yeah. Amen. I know some of you are serious football fans and you gave up watching the game today. And if you really want to know us, just talk to Pastor Gary. He'll pull up his iPhone and score for you. But, uh, we're, we're, we're glad you've come today. And we've shared in the joy of uh, Christmas. And I really love how this the service ended with the scriptures from Peter that we share that inexpressible joy. And also for the, the thoughts that are our last song, that we thank you, Lord. We thank God for everything. Throughout our service today, I've mentioned people that we have been praying for. And we share their their joy. We share as a family. I also want to add to that our brother, Jerry Snow, who had surgery last week. And uh, had a successful surgery. And he's over at Chriswood Recovering. And we share the joy with Jerry that even in this time of recovery... It's a time to praise God for His goodness. And I want to encourage you to send a note of Christmas greeting and, and, uh, and uh, joy to the ones we've mentioned this morning, other people that come to your mind. Send them a note of Christmas joy and greeting and give God thanks together as a family of God for what He's done for us. I want to ask you to stand. And we're going to be dismissed in a word of prayer. And again, thank you so much for coming and sharing this service with us this morning. I invite you back next Sunday at 11 o'clock for Sunday school 9.30 and 11 o'clock service. And, of course, Christmas Eve, 5 o'clock, a one-hour candlelight service of worship and praise. We invite you to come and share that and continue to share Christmas joy with your family and friends. Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, we do thank you. As the choir has shared in this last song, we thank you. We thank you for your love for us, your grace and mercy. We thank you for our Lord Jesus Christ. We thank you that he was born as a baby in Bethlehem. He embraced fully our humanity. He knows exactly what it's like to be human, to be a child, to be a young person, to be a young adult. He knows exactly what it's like, as we read from the Gospel story, to be tempted. He knows what it's like to lose loved ones. He knows what it's like to share in a celebration and the joy of, new birth and a family and friends and celebrations and holidays and everything that we experience in life, he experienced. And we thank you that he was fully God and never sinned and went to the cross at Calvary as the perfect and holy substitute and sacrifice to open the way to eternity and forgiveness for sins. We have so much to be thankful for. And Lord, for all of our dear friends, we've mentioned this morning, we are thankful they're in your care. We pray for continued health and strength. We pray for each person here as we go our way today. That whatever our situation in this life is right now, that we will look to you for our joy. And again, I ask, Father, as we leave this place, that there be one person here today who has never received Jesus Christ's forgiveness for their sins and acknowledged their need of salvation I just pray today in this quiet moment that they would say yes to you and they would celebrate Christmas this year as part of your family and with the hope of eternal joy with you. In Jesus Christ's wonderful name we have gathered today and we leave this place rejoicing. Amen.